Welcome everyone to the Game Ball Podcast. I'm your host Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight is Mark Myers. Tonight we'll be discussing some great franchises that continue to deliver, and we'll be reviewing our retro roulette game, The Misadventures of Tron Bond for the Sony PlayStation. But before we get to that, Mark, what have you been playing? Well, first, let's take a time to pay respect to Jens, who ate one spicy noodle too much and is no longer with us. Jens, we know you're out there. <laughs> all right, Those... all right. So, uh, games I played. Um, so, let's see. Um, I played uh, the PS5 patch for Last of Us Part Two came out. Um, yes. So I played the opening sequence up until um, you jump ahead the four years, like that opening thing with Joel. Right, um, right. You're you're riding on the horse, and that God, it looks amazing. Um, it it might be the best looking PS5 game right now, which is saying something. Um, well, yeah, I I know how much you like the way that game looked before the patch. So I can only yeah, imagine after the, the lighting and the HDR is ridiculous. And you know, I haven't even gotten to some of the parts of that game that I want to see. I I was debating on just trying to. I think they take off the achievements if you use like the infinite ammo because I was like, what if I played grounded but I had infinite ammo. <laughs> uh, ground it's the highest level it, it's right. like you know they give you the least amount of supplies and you have the lowest amount of health and all that stuff right but i think they turn off achievements so it wouldn't be worth it so i just put it on light which is a couple down from what i beat it on and i'm going to turn on infinite ammo infinite melee weapons infinite crafting and just sort of look at the game <laughs> yeah i mean just at this point through it. you know I'm kind of going to do something similar when uh, Intergrade comes out. Yeah. I'm going to want to play the whole game through just to see it. So I'm sure I'll be doing something similar. Yeah, just play it on easy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it looks beautiful. I can't wait to see the combat in 60 frames. Um, if they can keep the fidelity up with, you know, a 60 frames per second, that that game will make me uh, regret. I, I don't know if I had it at number two. But if I didn't, then it's going to make me regret not having it at number two because um, nothing's going to beat Hades. It, any other year, Last of Us 2 would have been game of the year. Yeah. Um, but Hades was so far and away a um, a great, you know, just overall game. And the story was fantastic without, you know, at times trying too hard, um, which is what the Last of Us 2 problem was. But we don't need to rehash that. I, I talked mostly about that last year. Um, but the way this game looks and the story and, and the music, you know, I'll be it, it, this upgrade is going to make me regret that. Um, uh, the other thing I downloaded because I was sitting all week going, but I haven't played yet. Um, I was sitting there thinking, oh, you know, the Mass Effect Legacy Collection is out. I haven't played any of them since I beat three. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's worth the purchase. You know, I paid my taxes are paid, got the new lease on the car. You know, I have a little more disposable income right now and then i went wait a second that's an ea game i have origin pro i should have it free on my pc yes you should <laughs> i went and checked it and i do have it free on my pc so it's it was, i started downloading it today so i will have a report on that next podcast nice uh, and um yeah just regular sports games i i uh update on my show i went back to um playing at the regular phillies ballpark instead of polo grounds <laughs> just because i got annoyed with hitting 455 foot flyouts to center field 
Yeah, that would that would annoy the absolute hell out of me. Get perfect swings and it's a fly out. Um, uh, the the uh, only I, thing that I lose is that I don't hit as many triples. But yeah, yeah, triples are hard to come by otherwise. But you know, the home runs are up and all that because I'm in a smaller ballpark and most everything but the corners. <laughs> um, and that would be true of any ballpark. That's not a joke on Citizens Bank Park. No, yeah, like, <laughs> any ballpark ever made, uh, you know, for once you get to the gap, you know, would be smaller than the polo grounds. Um, so I had my fun with that. But that game looks amazing. And, you know, I'll keep playing it. I I, I kept my uh, batting at rookie instead of dynamic. So I get frustrated every so often. But then there'll be games I get 15 runs. And, yeah, I, I'm going to go into that when I go to my. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the only thing I get annoyed with is is when pitchers come in and, and the X button is not their fastball. Yeah, it's really weird when when they're like number one pitch is not a fastball. It's like yeah. <laughs> why? I li- I literally got so frustrated playing the Cardinals because Adam Wainwright is is such a junk ball pitcher in that game apparently that I just trade it for him and just stuff him in my Triple A team. <laughs> I was like, I can't take this. I will trade. <laughs> I just it, it just bothered the shit out of me in two games. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, and. Yeah, so getting used to that, but getting a little more confident at not swinging, at swinging when I don't guess the the pitch and location right. So that's leading to more runs, but played that, played through some NBA 2K. Um, I found one great bug in NBA 2K21 that I didn't know of. So I jokingly, when I do, as you as you'd notice me talking about when I play franchise modes and all other sports, I don't take them seriously, like need them to be realistic in simulations or anything. Um, so whenever I do the NBA, I add, um, you know, two expansions to the league as you do just for fun. You can add up to six, but that's just ridiculous. Um, but I, I had two, one in the West, one in the East, you know, and, um, I put them in there and I don't know if it's a bug with the PS5 version or if it's always been a bug and I just never noticed it. I think it's just the PS5. I'll, I'll have to research it, but when you play in their home arenas, However they design it, um, it freaks out like the coaches and players on the bench. Like <laughs> they don't they can't they don't know how to sit. And every time you call a timeout, both teams just mix together <laughs> on the court. And sometimes it takes so long to have them start an inbound pass because they're waiting for some trigger in the animation from the bench. That sounds like WWE 2K. Yeah, it was just so annoying. Um <laughs> That I'm like, I'm just going to simulate games against these teams on the road. Yeah, that's that's a terrible but, bug. Yeah, it was it was real bad. One, I the one I understood because however they set up the stadium, like the pre-generated stadium, however they set that up, um, the the seats were somehow like like in the fans, like fans were on the bench seats. So I could see how the game could freak out with that. Yeah, I would I would say that would cause it to freak out <laughs> the one other uh expansion team it was empty like they could sit down but they just had the same bug you that's know? really weird yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up on reddit and all tonight um i just found that yesterday so um it was intriguing to me but that game i know they're giving it out for free on epic now but if you have a ps5 um get it for ps5 because the pc versions are not the next gen versions and the, just the slight animation changes makes the game so much better and more realistic, um, you know, in the sense, uh, you know, in the sense that, you know, 
they they look it looks more like a basketball play like when they get fouled or stuff like that mm-hmm. like they have they you overuse it a little bit but they have the animation and if you're running for a layup and a guy comes over and hits you you know they'll do the layup and then like sprawl onto their back or whatever you know <laughs> just instead like, just of like just, in a real nba yeah yeah it's kind of like like you would in real life if you got hit in that situation in previous games they would just like go through a stocked animation you know and down but they, it looks like, like they fall where they should fall like mentally when you're looking at it like you're like all right that's where they should fall if they got hit going in that direction so whatever they change in the animation building this from the ground up it's just been real good I'm hoping EA's taking notes, and so I'm interested to see what Madden and all looks like. Um, I have the EA Pass on the computer, so I can just play them there, but if if there's any meaningful upgrades for FIFA and Madden for PS5 only, I might have to bite the bullet um, just to see it. But yeah, yeah. so great thing with PS5 is now I got got a game to play until June 10th, so with Last of Us Part 2. and you don't you don't have to feel like obliged to beat it because you've yeah. already beaten it. Yeah. So I uh, I deleted mo- uh, Modern Warfare off my PS5. Good for you, Mark. Good Sad for day. you. I haven't played it in, in two weeks, and I was just like, you know what? I got to put in Final Fantasy VII soon. So you know, might as well do it now. And then I deleted Final Fantasy XIV um, because I'm not paying for the subscription because I played it maybe five times in a month, <laughs> and that course. is not worth. I don't have any friends that play it, so that's not worth 13 bucks a month or whatever it is. Right. Um, for if, if it was like us, how we play, you know, Apex and stuff like that, you know. Right, I that's would, different. Yeah. I would pay it, but it, it, it's not not worth it. Um, I'm trying to think what else have I played. Um, I did play one other thing. Um, forgetting. It was on the PS5. It was something else I, I got. Um, but... Um, I will have more on this next week, but I had purchased a game for the Switch um, that, well, you guys would have already played it by the time this comes out, um, that I'm going to bring to our first gathering um, since we're all vaccinated uh, tomorrow for us I'm, to play. I'm interested. Yeah. Do so I need to bring my Switch? Surprise. So, um, no, you, it, it's, I'll just say it's, it's a Jackbox equivalent, so you won't need your Switch. Okay. Um, so I think it's on other systems, but I think it's just easier for um where we're going to just move their switch up if we're going to play in the living room or something um than any other system so um yeah i'm excited yeah that's about it um i am just waiting i uh, took june 10th and 11th off um for integrate um so looking forward to that and let's see what's today no we'll podcast right before it comes out oh i think i think yeah <laughs> that's all right it'll give us two weeks oh, wait, to, wait, to play wait. today's the 20 21st 21st 28th is stranger damies yeah then the fourth is this and then yeah the 11th is is stranger damies again nah. that's all right it'll give us a couple of weeks to yeah. uh to get our get, thoughts get into it yeah 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 all right yep so uh that, that's about all i've been playing um, all right I'm, I'm excited to see um what these free games on epic is and maybe i'll have more games to talk about next week i hope it's something good obviously we said nba nba 2k 21 was this week so yeah may, just, no, today it's right. every day There's no oh it's a, it's a daily thing okay yeah i thought it, for some reason i thought it was a weekly thing but that's today if you're listening to this on right. when this comes out you've already missed it yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, there's, be, there's be aware 
be aware for the the this week. Go to Epic Epic Games Store and uh, see what's see what's free. All right. So my gaming. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna rant a little on the show. Okay. Um, as as I did last week or last couple, two weeks ago, it's one of those games that if you're doing well, it's a lot of fun. But if you're not doing well, it's the worst fucking game ever, and you just want to throw it out the window. Um, like Mark said, you can have a stretch where you just don't hit the ball for like <laughs> four games. It's it's just it's like it's it's maddening how how difficult it can be sometimes. But sometimes like I today I was playing, I hit two home runs in a game. I went you know three for four, hit two home runs in a game. Next game hit another home run. And then like three games after that, I didn't, I couldn't make contact. It's just, it's just really weird. And I don't have, uh, the changing difficulty on it's the same difficulty all the time. It's just like the game feels like not letting you do something this week or, to, or this game. Like I, I've had so many perfect swings that were just either pop-ups or ground balls and double plays. And I'm just like, why bother? Why bother with the perfect thing? If it's not going to do anything, just stop. Just don't tell me. Don't tell me it was perfect. I don't want to know. Yeah, it's just uh, and sometimes I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I get like the ball perfectly in the middle. I get a good or great on the scale. And it's like a it's like a line drive at someone. Yeah, it's like like, (laughs) it's like real baseball. It's like you can hit the ball perfect and you just hit it right at somebody like I'm playing this because I I'm not playing physical baseball. Give me a break. (laughs) But yeah, Uh, other than that, it's been more Miles Morales. Which, looking at the map of that game, it's like it's like uh, anxiety inducing because there's just so much they throw on the map. I'm like, all right, guys, just let me do a couple things first before you throw 50 other things on the map that I have to do. Like, just give me give me like, you know, let me do a couple missions and then throw a couple things on there. Don't just throw it all on there at once. That's what Assassin's Creed does that, too. And I hate that. Like, I look at that map and I'm just like, I don't want to play this. There's too much. There's too much going on. Because I'm one of those people that has to do everything. So yeah. the second you throw all that stuff on the map, I'm out. I'm like, all right, I, I'm going to I'm gonna not play this for a little while. Just so I can get my bearings before I come back. I have, I have to be mentally prepared to see that map when I come back and play the game. Especially Assassin's Creed is the worst one. Because it literally is just, they throw it all on there immediately. And you don't even know what half of it is. They just throw it on there. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, uh, I'm happy to say I have made some progress in Chain of Memories. Nice. I, I was stuck on the same freaking fight for like two weeks. Okay. It's and it it's a fight that should not have been as difficult as it was. Yeah. It was it was a fight with um in Wonderland. You fight the Queen's cards, and for whatever, it's like a it's kind of like a um like a rush, like you beat a set of cards and then more come and attack you and you beat that set and more come and attack you. But for whatever reason, I just was not able to get past like the last set of cards for, I was like either getting, I was just getting ganged up on too much and I didn't have the right cards in my deck. And I was just getting really frustrated by it. And then Jonathan, thank God sent me like links to, uh, yeah. deck building in, <laughs> in, in <laughs> it this. would seem like it would be important because I they don't explain how to to build a deck like they're just like oh yeah just throw cards in there and that's your attacks they don't explain what's good and what's bad and it's just a crapshoot yeah. if you're like a beginner yeah, it is. Game, go ahead I was going to say it is the opposite of Paper Mario 
in a game like that is kind of like a baby game for babies, like right. they're both supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> Paper Mario, you you're never lost. Like um, it will it will never it'll never leave you stuck. Like you will always know a way out or you know uh, be able to go back and heal up without any enemies showing up. Like it never leaves you hanging because it's supposed to be for for kids. Right. Um, it sounds like Kingdom Hearts, while also supposed to be for children, um, not does not, not do that. <laughs> no, not even kind of close. Also, this game came out for the GBA, I think, originally. Yeah, it sounds right. So it is in that it's still in that time period where like they didn't tell you everything when you're uh, when you're playing a game. So, but you could at least give me a hint, like, just tell me like, oh yeah, this is a good card. You should use this. Like, I don't, I didn't know, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I had to literally go on game facts, which if you know what that is, you're as old as us and welcome. Uh, if you don't know what game facts is, that's where we went before YouTube existed to get hints and strategies and walkthroughs and things like that when the internet was still young. And a lot of times there was some really shitty advice, but now it's kind of uh, uh, been curated enough that only the good stuff exists there now. So uh, I had to go to GameFAQs and try to find YouTube videos from 10 years ago because nobody plays (laughs) this game now. It's not new. They've re-released it six times, but nobody plays it. it. It wasn't part of the collection? It is part of the collection, but like nobody nobody's clamoring to play kingdom hearts chain of memories from 2004. You know, it's a, it's a game that a lot of people skipped over and I can understand why, because it's just like some of this stuff is just really, really dumb, but it's introducing characters that are like pretty important later in kingdom hearts two and kingdom hearts three. So I kind of want to see where they, they come from and stuff. So it's hard to tell myself I'm I'm okay with skipping it because I've already I've already said on here that I'm going to play through all these games so I have to do it. <laughs> That's kind of why You're I said it on here so I so I have to push push myself through it. Luckily, I think after this I get Kingdom Hearts 2, but it's still uh, uh, or Breath by Birth by Sleep. It's one or the other. Yeah. But w- those two games are way better than this game. <laughs> And I'll be happy when I'm done with this. Okay, you still got 7067 over 92 to play. I don't think that's in the collection. Okay. I think it's. I think they only give cutscene. <laughs> Granted, um, I I could probably figure out a way to play it, but I really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of glad that that near took over the title of weirdest video game. Oh my um, god. Uh, Sub like uh, subhead of all time. It's like thirty seven characters, and I'm not yeah. just saying that. It's like thirty seven characters. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you uh, have figured out how to play the card game. It's just it's just so dumb because it's not a card game. It's not a <laughs> card game, and it's not an action game. It's like pick one. It's like they thought that this would be a great idea, and it just does not work. But I like I do like the the game like I, I it's it's a Kingdom Hearts game I'm not going to not like it but the just some of the stuff I wish they would explain better True. but you know you can't you 
can't have it all. That there's a reason this game is not as well regarded as the others. So I'm going to try to just power through it as quickly as I can. And then hopefully I'll get to a good one next. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So as you've noticed, Jen is not here this week. Rest in peace. Um, yes. So I will be bringing the news. Um, there's a lot, like a few interesting stories, uh, interesting retro stories this week. Um, it's been revealed that Time Splitters will be returning. Uh, the, the the dev team behind uh, GoldenEye and uh, Perfect Dark and Time Splitters on the PS2 are coming back, and they're going to be making a. I, they say they're going to make a sequel to Time Splitters, but we'll see about that. But um, they will be coming out with a new game, and I thought that was really cool that Free Radical was coming back. Uh, because they've been gone, I think, since probably, well, they, they got bought in like 2006 or something like that. Yeah, it sounds about right. So it's been a long time since we've seen a first person shooter from them. And if you like those types of games, like if you like Goldeneye and you've never played Time Splitters, you should 100% play Time Splitters because it's kind of like what the... It, it, it's like this what they say the spiritual successor. In right. Terms of. It's kind of the what the um the modern version of Goldeneye would like that it's that same play style. It's got the same UI basically, minus all of the James Bond stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh it looks like it's gonna be pretty interesting. I'm I'm always up for, you know, a, a good first person shooter that's not Call of Duty, because I'm just so sick <laughs> of Call of Duty at this point. Yeah, the uh yeah, the 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 whole thing with this is just you know, it was it was one of those un, like unfortunate things when it when it first you know when they first went away because um it the way time splitters they, as you know as as much as it totally ripped off Goldeneye um it it was basically the end of that kind of a uh, first person shooter yeah um, that that was around the, when they ended was around the same time that Call of Duty's first game came out ish yeah. ish um. So it kind of you were kind of getting that transition to the modern first person yeah. shooter like Halo was also out at this time. So that's kind of the direction things were going. People people wanted to play games more like Halo, even though Halo is obviously inspired by GoldenEye and these types of games also. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to hear that that, you know, um, they might be giving us more options on the first person shooter front. Yeah, and if yeah. if you haven't played a Time Splitters game, I highly re- recommend you give one a shot. Um, but granted, it's it's hard to get a hold of copies of these games now, but I'm pretty sure if you get a Time Splitters game for the original Xbox or 360, it should play on a new like an Xbox Series X. Um, but that's probably the easiest way to play it, other than you know those non-legal ways. We're <laughs> not gonna we won't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, really excited. I can't wait to see what Free Radicals got for us. Uh, Mark, did you did you own any Time Splitters games in the past? Or I no, know- the the only time I first saw it was on um, uh, I think it was like a Game Informer replay. They played it just as I, I think it was when the Golden Eye um, remaster or whatever that was came out. Right. Um, that was their replay to sort of like you know. Also, this game came out. Right. Um, you know that was similar to it, and that's all I've really seen of it. 
um, and then just hearing the, the you know the, the anecdotes about it over the years. Let me uh, just say that you would love Time Splitters. It's so <laughs> goofy and stupid. The like the storyline, you would love it. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. So I'll I'll head out. You know, look for it, even if I have to do it in illegal ways. <laughs> All right. And something not illegal. Yeah. Uh, big, big news for Mega Man fans for the uh, Genesis. So there's a I'm going to lead off here. The gaming historian did a really great video on Mega Man, the Wily Wars uh, for the Sega Genesis, which was never released on the Genesis in the U.S. It was no, a it was, it was a Mega Drive game. Right. Or yeah, Mega Drive. Right. Yes. Mega Drive. So. um. People have been trying. It was also a downloadable game. It was a mega modem game, I'm pretty sure, uh, in the U.S., uh, but there was never a cartridge released of it. Yeah. But so. um, was Retro- it on the Sega Channel? Right. There was a Sega Channel game. So Retrobit has been doing a lot of these re-releases for our, our older games and putting them back on cartridge. So Retrobit is re-releasing Mega Man The Wily Wars for the Genesis uh, on cartridge with like with the original box and everything it's really incredible um it so basically think of like super mario all-stars but for mega man games for the genesis because i'm pretty sure there was three genesis mega man games so like what the uh games no one wants to remember (laughs) they're just the games that no one's able to remember so yeah um but oh yeah it's like uh it feels like i know these games actually got released um, but it, it feels like when you um, when you hear about that there was a an NES version of SimCity, right? And you're kind of yeah. like, uh, ah, interesting. But I do we really need to see it? <laughs> well, uh, l- listen, a lot of people really want this because it's never <laughs> come out before. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's it's, it's so pre-order. It, pre-orders are live for this, by the way. It's seventy dollars, but it comes with the clamshell. It comes with a full color manual for all the games it looks like it comes with playing trading cards stickers all kinds of stuff as long as well as a real cartridge which is a high quality cartridge because um the guy from uh db electronics which he kind of uh started a little fuss back in the day about cartridges being crappy design and killing consoles and stuff but uh if he's behind it, Renee from DB Electronics, I will I will be sure to uh, say that it is going to be a good product because he would not let something crappy come out. Uh, so you don't have to worry about it hurting your Genesis. But if you have a Genesis and you are a Mega Man fan and you always wanted this, head over to uh, to Retrobit's site and you can uh, pick it up. Actually, I'm sorry. It's also available at Limited Run Games and Strictly, strictly Limited Games. So go check that out. There is a an article on RetroRGB.com also, if you want to read more about it. Um, and go check out the Gaming Historian video on this on these games. It's really, really interesting. Yeah, Norm, I, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I would I would imagine, I've just been sitting here thinking about the $70 price tag. And I, I think that's very much because people know collectors will be out there just for the clamshell case. Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. That seventy dollars is just for that in my head. Like if if you just had the cartridge or some other like digital way of selling it, I don't think anybody would buy it for more than thirty. 
You know? Oh yeah. This is it's a collector's edition, so yeah. that's why it's so much. I imagine I I imagine at some point they'll put out like a normal edition, but as of right now, um yeah, Castlemania, Castlemania games, um limited run games and strictly limited games all have it up for pre-order. Yeah. But the pre-order is live for like a month, so if you don't get it immediately and you really want it, don't worry, it'll be around. Uh, but yeah, really cool. Like I said, Norm never disappoints with his videos, so go ahead and check out that video that he did on the Wily Wars. And something that is going to upset Mark a little bit here. I'm ready. So Nintendo has released is releasing a brand new amiibo for the new Skyward Sword remaster. <laughs> it's the damn bird, isn't it? It's the bird, yes. Ugh. So they're releasing it. It's it's uh, Zelda and the bird on the amiibo. So it has a functionality so, built. It's the loft wing, I believe it's called, right? I'm surprised. I guess there's a billion Link amiibos, so maybe that's why they went with Zelda. Probably. I mean, there are a million Link amiibos. There's, I can't even name them all off the top of my head. But yeah. And so it's Zelda with the loft wing, and uh, it has a very specific functionality built into it just for Skyward Sword. Uh, so it allows, if you touch the the amiibo to your switch it allows you to quick travel between surface world and the sky um now i imagine this was i didn't play skyward sword so i imagine this was not a thing that happened in the game it wasn't a there was no fast travel i'm imagining um but this is basically something that would allow you to fast travel in the game but you have to pay 25 dollars for the amiibo to be able to do that because you you can't do it without it. It's terrible. It's, it's such terrible. A, it's such a Nintendo thing. Yeah, they're. Uh, it just. I. I was going to say, are they afraid the game's not going to sell? Because that makes no sense. Because they would have not tied an amiibo to it. Because then you're just putting yourself double out. You know, in terms of that stuff. But it's just the fact that they're tying a a game mechanic. Um that would be so helpful and vital to players um, to an amiibo. So you have to spend extra money because I, this HD question uh, $60, right? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's full price yeah. game. Yeah. It just, it's just so strange. I don't know. The I'm waiting for the E3 event where, um, you know, I get to hear that wind waker or, um, you know, twilight princess or a link between worlds or whatever. It's coming later in the year for the anniversary um, because everything you dropping this news, everything I hear about Skyward Sword just makes me um, reinforce my opinion to not purchase that. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, it's just weird because, you know, in Wind Waker, when they re-released it for um, for the Wii U, they fixed the, fa- the traveling, the fast traveling. So I'm yeah. really confused as to why they would not do the same for this game. Like, why would you make that choice for Wind Waker, but not this game? Like, why why keep that behind a paywall? It's just a really weird thing to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Uh, I understand that they want to try to give the people who purchase this thing a little something extra. But at the same time, make it something that's not like could possibly really help you during the game. Like, fast travel could make the game way shorter. Yeah, but maybe they think it's a perfect game. I don't know. It's it's clearly not. It's very yeah. clearly not. It's 
I don't know anybody who says Skyward Sword is their favorite Zelda. Well, you know? if, I mean, Dan would just to make us mad. But um, yeah, it's just I know why they're doing it. You know, there's probably a there's probably a sect of fans who Skyward Sword was their first Zelda. So that's why they're, that's why it's their favorite. That's why I still have really strong opinions about how terrible that game is. Uh, but I will never criticize a person for liking that game um, because, you know, it's it's, it's, still, it's still a Zelda game. So yeah. it's not like like terribly made. It's not like coming out and saying like one of the whatever you would consider one of the worst games of all time. Like in a non-ironic way, someone says, I love that E.T. game. Right. Um, you know, then I would question. But, you know, it's just I. I guess they're doing this, you know, because it's the one they haven't done yet. But I don't know. I'm I'm all for, and I've said it multiple times on this podcast, I'm all for them porting everything they had on Wii U to the Switch. Like, everything. Because nobody bought that system. Well, at this point, like I've said in the past, it's like 95% of the games yeah. have been moved. The only ones that haven't been moved are the ones that Mark wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and a, bunch of the, a bunch of the Marios as well. But... Um, well, most it, of them have the 2D ones haven't come over. Like, yeah, um, they have new Super Mario Brothers. We you that's that was one of the first things the, that came over. Did the Luigi one come over? Yeah, it was all in it. It was an like a deluxe oh, pack. I missed that part. Yeah, I the, take that back. <laughs> yeah, I missed. All, I thought you, they Mark, left it's, Luigi U or whatever they called it. Well, Luigi um, U just became a DLC for um, okay. the regular. Uh, Mario Brothers, you know, you remember the year of Luigi? Yes. How could we forget? <laughs> How could we forget the year of Luigi? But yeah, oh, so man. so literally at this point, it's just and I think this is on purpose. We'll find out. But it's literally just Wind Waker and Twilight Princess at this point that have not been ordered yeah, to of the Switch. first party games. Yeah, right. Of the games that people care about, yeah. like Tropical Freeze made it already. Like, why not these two games? I'm I'm. Yeah praying that they're just waiting for e3 to be like oh yeah 35th anniversary of legend of zelda you get these two games plus the original legend of zelda in a package yeah and you know you know what would be the ultimate e3 drop of information i know we spoke about this before but if they say they're doing some kind of like uh link's awakening uh remake um of ocarina i don't know that they'd be able to do that that's because just because it's a 3D game instead of being like a like a 2D top-down game, I feel like if they did it for a Link Between Worlds, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That, I feel like that's but, more doable, like easier, quicker. But the difference is Ocarina has the name. Well, yeah. I mean, Ocarina is Ocarina, but uh, at best, I think you're going to get what they did to Super Mario 64 for Ocarina and um, Majora. Majora's Mask. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, it just I, I know we we talk about Zelda all the time in this podcast. And it's like Final Fantasy. It's it's my favorite game series. The other one's yours. Um, I think we talk about Skyrim a lot for Jen. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just my main thing. Like if they bring Wind Waker and Twilight Princess to Switch, I'll be happy. Even if it's just a port, you know, nothing special, upgraded, no added amiibo or anything. Just do like a Super Mario 3D All Stars, you know, where where they put them on the same cartridge you know i don't know if they could do that because they're big games but you know just something like that like it doesn't even need to be like the skyward sword update for yeah. it um i think it'll come eventually yeah 
I hope I hope it's this year for 35th anniversary book. But but I hope there's some big drop of something, whether it's a game I love, like if it's some surprise link to the past remake, you know, or something. Or if it's even, you know, like I said, they do anything with Ocarina and Majora that are I, I think I think for the 35th anniversary, they have to drop something big because they did it. They did it for Mario. So. Yeah, it would kind of be weird for them to do it for Mario and not Zelda. Granted, Mario is what they base their whole company yeah. on, but Zelda's number two, I would imagine. So you would think something's coming, hopefully, and hopefully they don't, don't do something stupid like this when they make that announcement. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. But talking about um, Zelda gets us on to our main topic, which yeah. now that... Uh, the new Resident Evil's out. It got us thinking, hey, there's a lot of really good franchises that continue to make good games. And, you know, there's missteps here and there, but there's still a bunch of big franchises that continue to deliver good games and games that are loved all over the place. And we should talk about a few of them. Um, yeah. Now, Mark, I, I don't know if you had anything in mind. I don't know if you want to go right into Resident Evil or... Yeah, I think let's start there because that was the that was the impetus for this is um, I had just I finished watching a playthrough of uh, Resident Evil Village, you know, the the eighth installment of the main series. Um, and it got me thinking because at the end of that, they sort of, you know, it the last two games kind of looked like they were a little bit standalone ish. But, you know, they do a lot of wrapping up to avoid spoilers, you know, mm. uh, making it all connect um, in a very fast and furious way. Um, <laughs> but it got me thinking, like, what is the, what are those series that are like one continuous thread for a long period of time? Um, I'm not talking about Mario where they've had a bunch of different games over 36 years, um, but none of them really connect it for the most part. Um uh, Zelda's a stretch, but that could technically count just as I stare at my Hyrule Historia, um, <laughs> where they have a timeline where games are connected. Yeah, I was going to say they, they are technically connected. Yeah. Not not always super closely, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. There's a I'm timeline. talking more about the games that and Final Fantasy is its own thing. Right. Um, yeah. Even though um, we'll, we'll circle back to that at the end. Remind me after you give one of yours. I want to mention something I learned watching a video in Final Fantasy VII Remake that you might okay. be interested in or may already know. Um, so, you know, it, it got me thinking, like, is Resident Evil the best one of these game series that has been around like eight entries have tied them all together? Um, it would be my choice. Um, I was just wondering if you had any that you could think of. Um, well, through your gaming career. So mine's going to be kind of a stretch, but. Pokemon. So, or, Pokemon. Yeah. Go ahead. I was, I was, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear your reasoning first. I was just going to say, so in Pokemon, you're not the same character every time, but the world is the same, and all of the people in each game know about the other regions. So, you could technically say that you're, even though you're playing a different character, technically, in every game, they all are in the same universe, same timeline, and even like you're you're still in the same world. I don't know how to describe it. It's not it's not a timeline thing because who knows when each timeline is supposed to be, but the whole world is the same. Like 
if you go back and play like uh, what was the second one like gold and silver you can go back and then play the original game from gold and silver like you can go to kanto from golden so it's interesting because you can do that in a lot of the games you can go to other regions and stuff so i feel like that encompasses pokemon now i have another one if that does not satisfy uh, it's it's stretching it let me let me hear what the second one is. metal gear yes so the other even though people don't like five uh i feel like metal gear is one of those series series that uh really like if you are into lore metal gear is where you want to go and you got to start at the beginning or else you'll be super lost and metal gear the king of people who yell don't put politics in my game but also list metal gear as one of their top five games <laughs> yes <laughs> But yeah, Metal Gear definitely. That's that's that series. That's a definitely one of these. Yeah. I feel like Resident Evil Metal Gear kind of in that same realm. Yeah, it, it 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 would be my second choice, and the you know, so I would like to to talk about it a little bit longer. My sure. favorite thing about it is that Kojima, as crazy as he is, found a way to integrate the two games on MSX mm-hmm. in the eighties to the Metal Gear Solid series. Like, they they weren't meant to really be, like, you know, uh, like, you can play Solid without ever playing those games, but if you play those games and you play Metal Gear Solid, like, just like Resident Evil, the story just flows into it. Yeah. Like, you know, there's references to Zanzibar and Gray Fox and, you know, the, the big boss, and they even found a way to cover up for the weird, you know, plot hole that that is left by including the msx games in it by uh you know in five having you be you know venom snake or vengeance or whatever the name (laughs) was where you were a fake snake right um and that that closed the loophole on you know the the reason why big boss is this and that and other games and that that's that's why it might be one of my favorite choices for this um just because it it gets to the heart of reasons why I love the movie series. I connect this because they had they made something <laughs> and then made another group of them and then figured out a way to tie it all back in together, which I don't know if they ever had plans to do that. Knowing Kojima, he probably did. Knowing, you know, the Fast and Furious people, probably not. Again, I'm going to um, go with no. I mean, they, <laughs> they tried. They did try because at yeah. the end of Tokyo Drift, if you have spoilers for fast and furious tokyo drift one dom toretto does show up at the end of the movie yeah so there's that it's like oh that's there's like a tip of the cap hey but you don't know that that's the latest movie in the timeline right Um, you have no idea that that's the end of the timeline nobody knows that i don't think i don't think they knew that let's be honest that's what i'm saying (laughs) and metal gear feels very much like that like the solid games got popular and then kojima is like you know what I'm going to fully tie in those old games. I only made references as like sort of a cute reference for people that played those games, you know, back in the day. Yeah. But no, I'm going to make sure that like, you know, there's so many references in five and stuff to the upcoming things that happen because that game happens before uh, Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2. Right. Um, I would love to. I've never played Snakes Revenge, which is the NES game that I don't think was made by Kojima. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if Kojima does not like that game. I was going to say if he, I didn't notice if he made any like disparaging references in the game to it, like <laughs> oh that was a that was a fever dream or you know something like that. 
yeah. uh, talking about those games. But yeah, I, I think I, I honestly think after watching Village and um, for those of you out there that that have gone through it and all, um, I think you'll agree with me. I think the insanity and the way they they do tie it together is just so much better than Metal Gear. Um, I I believe if Kojima would have had his time and budget for five, he would have been able to do it because well, did, didn't he also get removed like three quarters yeah, of the way through ha- the game? Yeah, they have a whole quarter of the game that they didn't make, but there's like code for it in the game where you like go off and basically try and recapture, uh, you know, Liquid Snake. Right. Um, you know, whatever his name is in that that game. But, you know, you go he like kidnaps a Metal Gear and you have to go track him down. You know, and that whole there's code for it and there's all that stuff in it. Uh, but he didn't get to finish it. So it's just like in cutscenes and things like that um, in there. And I think he would have been able to tie it all together. All the Shadow Moses and all that stuff that comes later, you know, uh, would have been able to be tied in. But, yeah, those are probably the top two, in my opinion, for that. Um, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. There I mean, are continue it. There's a billion games for it. There are so many Kingdom Hearts games. I know we keep talking about it, but I'm gonna I, I need to pull it up right now because there are so many games in this series and they all connect. Yeah. No matter insane. what. They all they're all connected somehow. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the timeline names. Yeah, and I'll talk the and and just for those people out there, I I you could talk about Assassin's Creed in this. But I think there's like two separate sects of like there's the Desmond games and then there's whatever the new games are. And I think they're completely different, even though there's kind of a through line. But it doesn't really work in this sense, because if, you know, if the Desmond stuff would have continued. Now, I haven't played through every one of the new ones, so maybe there is some kind of connection to Desmond. Um, I playing the newer ones, I have not seen like. I played Assassin's Creed Origins and they didn't I don't think they I think they may have like mentioned him briefly, but yeah. that's that's about it. Yeah. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But yeah. There's yeah. twelve Kingdom Hearts games. Oh, Jesus. And they are all canon. There's not one game that's not canon, which is unreal to me. Yeah. <laughs> like they even I think now I think that the the world ends with you is also canon in Kingdom Hearts. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, if you've seen the end of Kingdom Hearts three, you may know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and so this brings up perfect point to go to the thing I want to mention. So I was watching a uh, someone playing through Final Fantasy seven remake, um, like him and his um, you know friend. You know the friend doesn't play some of the games and. He does pre-recorded videos and they talk over them, right. um, you know, not live gameplay. And he pointed out something in remake that will just spur the rumors that have been going around and maybe slightly confirm it. Um, unless if they it, uh, even if um, they never do, but that the slight factor that they that may be trying to connect 10? seven and ten. Yeah, uh, that's they, that's been a rumor for years. Yeah, but. I don't know if you noticed this in the game because he went in and zoomed up on things, but in when you go through spoilers for remake, yeah, when, but you, when go, you go through the uh, Shinra tower and you're going through the history of Shinra, and they have the museum, yeah, in the museum when they have the photos of the people that found it Shinra, 
you zoom in and it's the guy from X2 with and there's a guy in the middle with that mask on. Yeah. Yep, the guy who said he his name was Shinra in X2. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It it'd be real weird if they tried to connect those two, but and then, and then that video in the planetarium, you know, looks very much like Spira and um and just the fact that I didn't know because I didn't play that much of X2. God, that game. Speaking of awful games, <laughs> um, I didn't play far enough to say basically his dialogue, uh, you know, even though it's probably just a reference back then, is pretty much word for word what they talk about with Shinra in Remake. Yeah. Like, it's pretty damn close. Yeah, I mean, now that they've done all this stuff with Remake already, with their chain changing yeah. all the stuff, it would not surprise me if they'd go, oh, hey, by the way, in this world, 10 exists at the same in this world. Yeah, it was just thousands of years ago. Right. Like, yeah. it would not surprise me in the slightest yeah. that they do that. Which, which would then let Final Fantasy start creeping in because... You could theoretically, with the way they make these connections here, you could theoretically connect most of the games post six outside of nine, maybe, you know. Yeah, nine is a weird one. You know, you could put you could put eight, even 12 could be another continent, you know, at another time, you know, on the same planet, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like because because there's been, you know, there there's such crossover with that. Um, it's, it's, it was ridiculous when I saw that and that partially led into, um, you know, when I was thinking of this topic going, I think the best parts is when they, when it seems like they're doing a reboot and then everything ties back together. I, that's, that's one of my favorite things in, in long running series is whether it's movies or, um, video games, um, you know, and with Mass Effect coming out. And the fact that they tried to legitimately do that, where everything carried over yeah. and sort of failed spectacularly with three. Um, well, then then they had Andromeda, which was another nightmare. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody made I, I, I finally understood this analogy someone made in storytelling in terms of what the problem was with Mass Effect three. And the thing that a bunch of these games avoid um, is that a lot of times in storytelling, when you're. You know, it, you'd sort of do the diamond shape like in the first game or first story. It's sort of like a little narrow and spreads out a little bit as you learn about the world. Then the second game is really wide open, like, you know, like Mass Effect 2 was. And, you know, you can play around with it because now everything's open. You know, you've learned the world. You learned the politics. You've learned characters you can go nuts with it. But then the problem is filtering it back in to end it. And that was a problem they fell into. The thing Resident Evil keeps doing is when it seems like they're folding it back in, it becomes like a second diamond (laughs) and it opens back up. And you went from, you know, I'm trying not to spoil it. I'll tell you some of the stuff off air. But yeah, we we don't want to spoil anything since it just came out. The way it's just spectacular. And um, I'm trying to think like even even Mortal Kombat has a similar thing, but they only do it in games like pairs of three like they're just a bunch of trilogies yeah with like combat they reboot all the time yeah usually every three games like i think one through three are basically canon together you know i think four is different and five six seven are sorted together you know that includes the dc 
versus Capcom or Marvel or Mortal Kombat MK versus DC, DC or whatever it was. Yeah. That's part of that group. And then 9 through 11 is its own story where essentially, spoilers, Mortal Kombat 11 came out about a year and a half ago. Um, they basically reboot the timeline at the end of 11 so they can do it all over again with 12. Um, but yeah, with, with Resident Evil getting the 8 and also having side games and a movie, which I don't know if Kingdom Hearts has gotten to a legitimate canon movie. Um, I think they did. Like a two-hour movie? Um, I don't know if it's two hours long, but I want to say that there was some sort of, I don't know if it was just cutscenes stuck together or what, but there was a move. There was a, I think they made recoded. Maybe they turned it into a movie, but it was like an hour and a half of cutscenes. Okay. Oh, well, cutscenes. I mean, literally Resident Evil Disintegrate, I think it's called. Um, or it, it's something, it's like a, an anime Resident Evil that's canon. And oh, no, no, here it is. Okay, so there's Kingdom Hearts Cross back cover, an HD theater video that ties in the events from Kingdom Hearts Cross. So, yeah, there is an HD movie. <laughs> yeah, and maybe those two are a lot closer than I think in terms of that stupid, insane stuff. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, there's just so many games. Like, going back to it, Kingdom Hearts has re-released the same games three times. They re-released one for the PS3. And then they re-released it for the PS4, and then they re-released it again for the PS4 in a like a new box set because they did 1.5 remix for the PS3, and then they did the 1.5 2.5 remix for the PS4, and then they did the story so far, which is everything thrown into one like oh no, they did it again because there's a story so far, and then there's the all-in-one package, which oh, has wow. everything. All-in-one package has Kingdom Hearts story so far. Then it has the prologue for three, and then it has Kingdom Hearts three. So, oh, it's just it's exhausting. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys listened to the episode I did about on Kingdom Hearts one, but the reason I like Kingdom Hearts one so much is like what Mark was saying. It's the start of the diamond. Everything still makes sense. So the problem is it's not a diamond. It's like I don't need, I don't know. It's like it's like a bunch of curly cues. And they all just intersect in six different ways yeah. and eventually get to the end at Kingdom Hearts 3. And that's not even the end. There's still going to be more. So, spoilers on Kingdom Hearts 3, which <laughs> is like a four-year-old game at this point. But yeah, Maybe yeah. it's just a really wide diamond, Tom. <laughs> I, it, it's like the widest diamond. It's not even a diamond <laughs> at this point. The, the, the lines are it's just continually rhombus. going out. They're just still going out. It's a story rhombus. Because... I guarantee. So I don't know if you followed Kingdom Hearts three at all, but it essentially has the ending at the end. Um, the ending is the same as a cutscene for Final Fantasy versus thirteen from ten years ago or something. So it's it's a it's a it's a nightmare. <laughs> I I I haven't watched any like the here's the the plot so far like videos yet because i'm just not mentally prepared to go because th- it's going to take two hours to get through the whole plot of what's happening but they're fun it's a fun game so i don't know it it definitely continues to give you stuff to play and good stuff to play and it's and crazy just like resident evil and just, i'm sure with this with this topic there's plenty of games we missed my criteria is i'm thinking it needs to be longer than a trilogy trilogies yeah. don't count yeah trilogies yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's because they be... are set trilogies. I'm talking like four to eight games, four to ten games that are all interconnected. 
I think those are just ridiculous <laughs> and fun to have. Um, we, didn't, we didn't talk about Halo, but I'm going to let that slide because, you know, people don't like Halo 5 or 4, so. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, I would, I, you can throw it into the category. It definitely counts. It can be in the discussion. Yeah. Um, whether it needs to be on the level of the ones we mentioned, that's, that's an argument we can have with people that may be more gung-ho Halo. Yeah. And, I, the, and I'm a Halo fan, and I'm still going to say, like, it probably doesn't belong in the same yeah, conversation. If, as if these the games. same studio would have done four or five and whatever Infinite's going to be, um, then we'd be talking. But yeah. the change in studios is what it's what makes it a little different. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. I think I think we've compiled a pretty good list of games here. And, um, and give people a good idea. Send us tweets at Game Vault Pod. You know, with with the games you think you mentioned, like I said, has to be bigger than a trilogy, has to be the same studio um, doing all games, four plus games in a series that are all interconnected. Yeah. And uh, yeah, interconnected games for sure. That's that's the main criteria. But yeah, I I think that's uh, is a a good stopping point. Like Mark said, if you have have any that we missed, let us know and we'd like to continue the conversation. I'm going to mention one that I just thought of before we get yelled at. <laughs> Uncharted. Okay. Yeah. Uncharted made four. I let the criteria be four or more. Well, they also had a PS Vita game. Yeah. And so, all kinds of other stuff. So, yeah. I have not beat four yet. So, I don't know. Like, I, I, I know how the story wraps up, to be honest. I've been spoiled by it. But, um, you know, that's probably why it didn't jump in the top of my head. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Well, yeah. That, like I said. If you have any more that we missed, let us know. We'd be happy to to uh, continue the conversation on Twitter at GameVaultPod. But it is time to move on to our retro roulette game for this week, and that was The Misadventures of Tron Bon for the Sony PlayStation. Uh, if you watched the stream where I played it, I mentioned that it is a spin-off game. It's actually a spin-off of Mega Man Legends, which was also a PS1 game, and a very polarizing game at that. Some people loved it. Some people did not love it because it was a 3D Mega Man adventure game, which was something very strange at the time. I think everybody was still trying to to capitalize on Super Mario 64. Um, so everybody knows what my impressions were because they saw me play it. I want to know, Mark, what you thought of this game. So uh, the thing I'll admit right away is uh, once it started to get into a lot of menuing, um, I it kind of lost me a bit. Um, just because I think the the game itself in terms of you know the characters and the story as much as i like mega man 2 i'm not much into the mega man story you know and, and all those characters from legends so i didn't have that buy-in to keep going and i'm not much of a mech game fan so <laughs> there was so much you know um tying me up when menus started to get involved with all this um but I will say I did enjoy what I played. Um, that character seemed as annoying as I remember from Mega Man Legends. Um, <laughs> when I played, well, I didn't play it. When I, it one of those situations where, and I, I we'll do a slight tangent after I mention this. Um, where I watched the Game Informer Super Replay play through the first one. Um, the slight tangent I wanted to make was I love how our brains work. That when you watch somebody play through a full game your brain immediately clocks it as you played it <laughs> <laughs> because you know everything that happened and 
you got all the emotional cues from funny and crazy to flat twists and all in your head. So for a second in my head, I thought I played that game, but I did not. Um, yeah, so it, I think I would have been, re- going back to something else I said, I think I would have been more into it if I was either more deeply invested in those Mega Man Legends games or um, was much more into the style of game this was. Yeah. Um, it, it It's not one of those that, it, it, there's a reason why it's so like rare and unheard of and, you know, as a game. Because it seems like it's a niche game. Um, Very much. Yeah. So, yeah, I got, you know, probably a few hours in and just, you know, was like, you know what? Game's not for me. The story's not grabbing me. You know, I'm not I'm not going to go further. I think I've seen enough between what Tom and I did um, to give an opinion on it. Um, it's if you have any. My only thing is if you have any interest in that that time period of Mega Man lore. Um, you will you will enjoy it and probably want to see the story through the completion. Um, yeah. You know if you if you don't, um, it's it's only worth it if you get it if you get it in a totally legal way from from your from your friend Vim on the internet. Um, <laughs> because it's not worth purchasing unless if you a hundred percent know, and that includes the way you got it, Tom, through the PS3 store. Um, yeah. I'm not talking about being some ridiculous person that's paying hundreds of dollars for the disc. All right, so just just I I just looked this up. So I have seen this game go from anywhere from two hundred and fifty bucks game only to nine hundred dollars full game with the demo included, Mega Man Legends demo too. It's crazy. Like what do like I can't imagine paying like a hundred dollars for a game for me is pushing it. Yeah, I have to love the game and I have to want to play it for a number of hours. I cannot imagine paying $900 for a game that's arguably not that great. I could argue it's good and good and bad, but I mean it's not it's not like it's not like I'm paying $900 for, you know, I don't know, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is expensive, but it's not $900. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, the the thing I uh, equate this game to is maybe something in the sense of like if they did I guess maybe the we were talking about it earlier maybe something in the sense of like uh like the Luigi focused you know spin-off of Mario game mm-hmm. like it's in the same universe sort of thing but here's this other character that you might think is kind of cool yeah you know yeah I agree and it it just you know, it's one of those games where I don't want to really put too much criticism in it because it was definitely not made for me, <laughs> you know, or you, it sounds like, too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll you go know, it, 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 but... you know, yeah, I don't know if, 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 if you played any more after we were done and wanted to add anything else outside of what you said. But so so I yeah. dabbled a bit in it afterwards. Something interesting to me is every level is different. So. The first level you do, it's kind of an adventure game. You're going around blowing stuff up with a mech, which is it's a mech game. And I'm and I I kept joking to Jonathan that hey, I know you were looking for a mech game. This is a this is a mech game, and he totally agreed after I got to a certain point in the game because there's base building also. Um, and then the second level I went into was a puzzle game, like a straight up like uh, 
you only have so many moves to get something out of a, a out of a maze puzzle type game. And then the third the third level was an RPG, like a like a first person RPG going through a dungeon. So I really liked that it mixed up the gameplay like that. But there was no like story. Like there's kind of a story. They're like, oh, we we don't have any money, so you need to go around and do all these things to earn money. So it's cool that you got to do different things, but at the same time, uh, you didn't like there was no there's no rhyme or reason to it. There was no like anything pushing you to continue playing. Like the funny clips from Tron were funny. Like they 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 kind of keep you interested for a little while, but it's only gonna last so long. <laughs> Uh, but it was a cool game. The, the idea is cool because you even have like scouts that can go out and scout the area of the next mission that you want to do and they can like make it easier for you going forward and stuff. But the weird thing to me was it was so built onto Mega Man Legends, they never mentioned Mega Man at all. It was just weird that they didn't they didn't like mention him in the slightest. But it, yeah. I, I could see why nobody bought it <laughs> and why it's so sought after now. And at the same time, I would never, ever purchase it for what it's going for. Like, even disc only, 250 bucks, I'd never pay that much. Yeah, it's ridiculous. If you're, maybe, maybe it's different if you're a collector. I don't know. I Like, if, if this is your, you know, your holy grail and you need the full copy, full real copy or whatever, that, I don't know. That's just not me. I, if I'm going to buy a game, I want to play it. I don't just buy games to have games. Yeah, so, I can't do that either. So it's not like if if I purchase a game in a store, I plan on loading it up at some point and playing it. I don't just buy games to sit on a shelf and never be played because that's just weird to me. Like it's a video game. It's you're supposed to play the video game and people may not like that. But hey, that's just the way I see it. Like collect baseball cards or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> Well, they stop you from doing Pokemon cards and sports <laughs> cards now, so maybe they can't do that. Uh, that was a new story we should have put on. I know that's uh, I didn't I didn't even think about it because it <laughs> happened last week. But yeah, that's a discussion for another day. That Target yeah. and Walmart no longer carry Pokemon cards because somebody pulled a gun on someone. If, yeah, if you if you ever want to hear some great stories, um, I don't know how we got off on this tangent, but. Go go into Giant Bomb and tune into some of the. I think you might have to be subscribed, so maybe send them a subscription. Uh, Jano Choa over there talks about he was getting up at like seven in the morning on Fridays or earlier to go buy uh, Pokemon cards at Target, and he would like recap every Friday his trip to Target, and it literally became one of those things where they were making up characters for the other people there. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like there was one dude that came up in a beat up scion and they just he was called they called him scion paul and <laughs> you know it's pretty funny it you know uh, but i think he just does it on the uh the subscriber only uh the premium stream yeah i mean while we're yeah, on this tangent friday but not as I, like i don't think it's like incentive to make people but i think it's like because he does it friday morning and i do that stream friday evening yeah so that's just when he would talk about it but you know it was just just the the escalation of things that were happening, <laughs> and then finally they just. So you, know. you see, my problem is I got in on the Pokemon card thing like five years too early. Yeah. Because when I was still living at home, I lived right next to Target, and my brother lived at home at the time as well, and we would just get bored. We're like, hey, you want to go to Target and buy Pokemon cards? <laughs> okay. And we'd go spend fifty bucks on Pokemon cards and just open them. 
which is exactly what people are doing now and Twitch streaming it for thousands of people. I just yeah. I just missed it by a few years. Years, yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, and we digress. Back to Tronbon. Back to Tronbon. So, <laughs> if you like mech games, if you like if you like Mega Man Legends, this game is for you. If you don't like those things, this game is probably not for you. But yeah, let's uh, let's give it a score and then we'll spin the wheel. Mark, what do you think on a score? Yeah, so I'm going to give it a right in the middle, a three out of five. Um, it seemed like a competent game from what I played. Maybe it gets terrible later on, but, you know, and, and it's got its niche market. So, you know, good solid six out of ten, three out of five, you know, playable video game. The graphics look good for the era. If you love mech games and a lot of menuing, you're going to love this game. So uh, be sure to, um, you know, check it out if you have any interest in that. If not, go go get it from Vim and see if you like it. I would not spend money on it if you don't know you'll like it immediately. Yeah, so. I agree. Uh, I'm I'm giving it a three, three and a half out of five just because I really liked, liked the voice acting. I thought it was really good, really well done. And it kind of held me in for a little bit, even though there was no story. But yeah, totally agree with Mark. Uh, if you if you like those things we mentioned, this might be the game for you. If you don't, that's fine. Just find a way to play it. Uh, there's many places you can find the game, and um, don't pay nine hundred dollars for it, please, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Trombon overall good game. Let us know what you think. If you if you've played it, let us know. And if you have never heard of the game. Also, let us know. I want to. I want to. I'm sure this is a very weird game that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. All right. Let us spin the wheel. All right, Mark. Uh, somehow this. I'm surprised this didn't happen a couple weeks ago. But we're playing Goldeneye 007 for the N64. Ooh. So Goldeneye was in the news a lot because the leak of the Xbox 360 version happened and I'm usually when that kind of stuff happens we end up playing that game magically and I'm not I do not rig it I promise but we we've never been in the room when he does it so we don't know I so don't keep rig those it. conspiracy I'm, theories going <laughs> I do not rig it it somehow just happens every once in a while but I'm happy we got an N64 game it's been a while since we had one and I'm glad it's not a racing game. <laughs> we haven't had a shooter. This is our first shooter, I think. Yeah, and, and it also gives me the opportunity to try out a different totally legal way to play N64 games. Um, <laughs> rather than the seizure-inducing one I'm using now for Paper Mario. Yeah, we'll um, have to get that figured out for you. Because there's definitely a better way than what you're using. Yeah, if I can figure out a way to transfer the save, that's my only issue. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll discuss. I, there may be a way to do it. Yeah. So we'll have to so. take a look. But, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I haven't played um, this in a long time. I, Or should I say, I have not played the story single-player missions in a long time, so it'll be fun to do that. Yeah, everybody knows about the, the multiplayer, so... Slappers only. Slappers only, Golden Gun, Rockets, you know, the good stuff. No odd job. <laughs> no odd job. That's, that's no, no. You're The person who picked odd job was an asshole. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so... It'll be interesting to go back and play the single player and actually try to beat the game because it's been a long time since I sat down and said, hey, I'm going to beat Goldeneye. So I'm excited. I'm excited about it. But yeah, um, 
I think that's going to do it for this. Do it for us this evening. Mark, do you want to let everybody know about our family of podcasts? Yeah. So we have Stranger Damies, our D&D podcast. Uh, airs every when every other Wednesday um, on all podcast services. Um, and then we stream it every other Friday on twitch.tv slash GameVaultPod. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at StrangerDamies. Um, if you uh, go to the Twitter account, please send over some questions. I'm trying to do a, you know, a fan Q&A. Um, just anything uh, DM related, um, Dungeons and Dragons related, um, our game specifically. I would love to I'd love to talk about our story. I torture a coworker with it every so often. Um, so I would love to, <laughs> to talk to actual fans of our stuff. Um, so be sure to send questions over there. Um, and then uh, we have They Call This Movie. It's our movie podcast. It airs every Thursday. You can find it on Instagram and Twitter at The Main Damie. We are on every podcast service, including Spreaker. Uh, be sure to give us five stars, rate, review, do all that good stuff for that podcast. Helps us out a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, the themaindamey.com is where we uh, have everything. It's a one-stop shop. That's where all of our podcasts live. Any writing we do, any any stuff like that will all live there. And you can just go between the shows, uh, you know, as you're sitting at work. Um, uh, hopefully, maybe we can do some embedding on there at some point. I don't know exactly how the WordPress site works getting maybe the uh the stream video embedded on like the front page or something i don't know um i'm not an it expert <laughs> um, we'll, we'll work on it um i'm just trying to figure out a way since the twitch stream is used for two of the things that are on there you know uh getting that involved but um speaking of streaming we stream uh five nights a week um wednesday is apex after dark uh we're basically it's multiplayer sh- first person shooter or shooter wednesday we might switch up the games now. It's Apex until we get that dub. Um, and then Thursday is Paper Mario. I'm playing through the N64, the original Paper Mario. Um, so be sure to check that out. I think we've gotten two stars. So we're about two sevenths through the game. Um, and then um, on Friday is when Stranger Damies every other week. And then we record this podcast on the off weeks. Uh, Saturday, uh, Jen uh, sometimes... Uh, streams there, plays Monster Hunter Rise, and do things like that. Um, so be sure to keep an eye on Twitter to see if, if that is going live. Saturday sort of a free day. Um, and then Sunday is Dan of the Wild. That's where Dan is playing through Breath of the Wild. He basically just roams around and chats with everyone, so it's a nice, fun, chill stream. I joined him on the Discord last time, and it was fun. Um, you know, So uh, be sure to check that out. He also tries to go before me on Thursday or a couple other days in the week. So, again, the Twitter's the best thing um, at Game Ball Pod um, for that. Um, and on Monday, it's Tom Streams. He does the Retro Roulette game, um, which was Goldeneye this week. Um, and the um, uh, Sweet It In is one we're playing now. Do you just want to call it your Retro Game Monday or something? Yeah, I, I mean, that's... I have a name for it. I don't but, really um, have a name for it, but yeah. I... I It'll it'll depend on the game I'm playing, but most yeah. the, it'll mostly be Retro Game Mondays for sure. Yeah, so... Uh, be sure to check us all out there. And uh, uh, Tom, I don't know if there's anything else we have to plug. I think that's it. It's been a long night. It has been a long night. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, I want to let everybody know that we are an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. Uh, if you have any need for retro controllers or cables or power supplies or flash carts or anything like that, you can head to Stone Age Gamer via the link in the description of the podcast. 
And anytime you use that link and purchase something, it gives us a little kickback anytime you use it and it allows us to uh, make these shows better for you guys. So uh, any little bit helps and it'd be truly appreciated. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys tune in this evening when you're listening to this to watch me play GoldenEye 007. And uh, and hopefully, hopefully Jen, uh, you know, makes it out alive. That's all I got to say. And just one <laughs> spicy new too much. <laughs> she's, she's up there with the uh, top ramen god. That's right. All right. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Hope, please stay safe. Be nice to each other. And for Mark, I'm Tom, and we will catch you guys in the next one.